Kenny the Sports Guy podcast. Hello and welcome back to Kenny the Sports Guy's podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Severo, and today I have a special guest. Victor Anderson currently works for the Seattle Sounders FC as a member service executive and is the co-host of Front Office U podcast, a podcast that focuses on the world of sports. Please welcome to the show, Victor Anderson. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. I'm I'm excited to be a part of this. I'm happy that we were able to have you on our podcast and uh, excited to be able to to talk about some sports. Uh, definitely. I know you I, I know I wanted to return the favor since uh you you invited me on your podcast. So I guess uh it works out in the end. <laughs> uh, so the first question I have for you t- today is how did your career with the Saunders got started? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think it, it comes down to networking. Um, helped me kind of in college, uh, going to a smaller college to be able to kind of stand myself out there. Didn't want to really go to a, a D1 college just because I feel, as you probably know too, is like you're not, you're kind of overlooked. There's so many talented individuals there, not to say that they aren't um, at, you know, a, a smaller college, but you get a little bit understanding of what you can do um, and you just get a little bit more opportunity. No one, not as many people are kind of competing. And uh, I went to University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, so it kind of started right off there, being able to see that sports could be an opportunity for me. Um, being that I'm from Russia, it was kind of a good opportunity for me to actually oh, really? talk to people. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm from Russia. I was born in Russia, and so um, coming to the United States, the biggest thing was me being able to adapt. Um, with just obviously the the culture as well as just sports and soccer was really my first sport there um, where I realized that people were there to to make friends as well as just you know in, in general be able to play soccer which was really cool as well as hockey and so um, you know kind of from the start there I saw myself as a little bit different uh, nothing bad about that but I I knew I wanted to to work in in sports and so I took that kind of avenue down there. Um, was able to work um, for the Iowa Wild, which was my first position kind of outside of the the college side on the ticket sales and service side. Learned a ton, um, you know, from my my peers, uh, Dan Rios, who was my my manager, very great individual. And him and I still hang out here today, as well as um, Brett Dawson, who was my other service um, kind of representative there. He had been with the with the team for a couple of years. So he was able to kind of get me adapted on what service looked like. And then from there, um, as we all know, it, there's an opportunity for you to grow uh, elsewhere. And um, at the time there wasn't just that many opportunities with the, the wild organization. So I had to take my, my steps here for what was going to be best for me, uh, which landed me here in Seattle. Didn't know anyone in, in Seattle um, besides some family. And um, now it's, you know, it's been almost two years. I've been able to learn a lot as well as just grow uh, each and every day. What is the day-to-day operations of being a member service executive? Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, off season is a little bit different than in season off season. You're going to be doing a lot of things and just prepping and, and understanding exactly what you're going to go through. Um, for us, it's a little bit different. We've had a couple of reshuffles, which just means that your, your books changed, uh, year after year, which isn't ideal, but you got to make, you know, what's best out of it. It's an opportunity for you. Yeah, to Well, you, you, you learn it. You, you got to learn to adapt it in the sporting industry as well. Right. 
Exactly, exactly. It's all about that, right? Trying to adapt on the fly and uh, in sports, ironically speaking, right? We both played sports. Like we know exactly what it comes down to the, mm-hmm. the grind set. Um, and so, you know, for us, off season is very, you know, there's not a long season for soccer uh, to let people know is that MLS is the the smallest, um, essentially the, sm- yep. the smallest off season, right? And mm-hmm. um, you you can attest to that. And so during the off season, it's kind of already getting ready for the next season, figuring out, you know, what are the the needs and, and everything during off season. It's a little bit tough to talk about soccer, right? Everyone else is thinking about other, other spots. And so it's, it's important to be able to kind of realize um, what you can do on an everyday basis. Yeah. It's funny that you say about the MLS, because a few years ago, I used to work for the New York Ripples for five years as a, uh, event production uh, manager and every day you just got to go in there every home game actually you get in there at least maybe six seven or eight eight o'clock in the morning and then you don't get out of there until maybe 10 o'clock after the game ends and I know all too well about like working in the MLS industry and it could be tough on you actually (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot man uh match days like you were saying right there's a lot kind of thrown at, at you. Um, we have our home opener coming up here on, on March 2nd, and it's trying to prepare us to, to be in the best situation possible. We uh, need, to, need to be on our toes. Like I overlook a little bit over 700 accounts, um, as well as many others on the team. And so it's trying mm-hmm. to prioritize, right, how your day is set up. I would say managing your, your time as well as just like have a routine like most players and athletes have like it's so important to to be able to have that to continue finding success as well as build your career off that yeah definitely definitely so what is your favorite part of your job i think it's it's making those connections but honestly it really comes down to the people you work with i think you can agree with that as well as like the people you work around um is going to make you you know, like your job, right? Like your position, your career path. And for me here, it's, it's been awesome. Not saying that Iowa, it wasn't, but um, here just having that foundation around you, supporting you as well as looking at, you know, what you want to move into uh, later on and and having those conversations, being able to bounce ideas off and and grow off there is is so important. And so uh, my best is, is that as well as just the fan base, the fan base is very passionate and it really, helps having those conversations um, to learn more about the club. These members have been around since, since the beginning. And so they're able to educate you on things that you may not have even known uh, prior. So those are the two things I really, um, I love about the industry. So Lumen Field is considered to be the loudest stadium in the NFL, but with soccer, I heard it takes, it, it goes up to another level. What is it like working for Lumen Field on game days during soccer? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's different, right? Like you, like you said, NFL wise, they're they're constantly filling out their whole venue. We um, unfortunately don't have that capability. That'd be a lot of fans, and um, Seahawks are are a global brand, as you can imagine. Same with the Sounders, but at more of a higher level. Um, yeah. I, I'll, you know, bring up a story. I came over to the Sounders for the CONCACAF final, uh, which is just the one of the biggest, biggest tournaments that they've been a part of throughout the years, but have never won in. There's 
there hasn't been an MLS team that has won it. And so it was really cool to be able to come in there. The whole venue was actually full. Um, so mm-hmm. picturing it like a Seahawks game of having it filled and then just witnessing that is incredible. I mean, we have, you know, a ton of Alliance members is what we call our season ticket holders um, there, but also just like looking around, figuring out, Hey, this is what we did. Um, and I, I'm not going to give myself all the credit. <laughs> Everyone else prior that was working there prior to me were the ones that really built that foundation as well as that um, essentially excitement around the, the CONCACAF. But um, for the most part, each day is a little bit di- or each match day is a little bit different. We're either, you know, at the box office helping members get in, make sure it's an easy transition or we're you know on the phones. Um, I'm on our CS team of two right now. Uh, myself and another individual that's she's helped me tremendously um so i appreciate hannah being being there for me as well but um when it comes down to is just you know you're servicing your um clients your your members and so we have a lot of duties of doing seat visits um, and just making sure that we can get in, in front of our fan base yeah, actually, I've been to Lumen Field for a, for a Saunders game, I think in 2018 or 2019. And boy, they could get very, very loud. And uh, the fans are like so energetic every single home game. And I really enjoyed like that, that, that game actually it went to because I feel like the crowd was electric and I feel like the noise was actually very, very loud. And it was it was an amazing day. It was a crazy game that day. Yeah, do, do you uh, remember where you standing? I know that's the biggest thing people always bring up is like, oh, I had to stand the whole match. Like, were you standing when you went to a Sounders match? Can you remember? Yeah, I remember. I uh, actually, uh, I was sitting right behind the, uh, behind like the, how would I say this? Uh, the behind, behind the end zone when it's a football game. So I was really behind the, whole, the end zone for it. So I was literally behind the, uh, the goalkeeper, the goal, the goal, and it was wow! It was actually really crazy. A soccer game in like Seattle is like that's the way to go if you have to go. If you have, if you want to do something, you're just visiting Seattle. It's just a you have to go to a Saunders game. It's just an incredible atmosphere. I I mm. I, I totally agree. I, I know we have like a su- supporter groups as well, right? And so. Uh, that's where it kind of like the maybe what you're referencing to just the excitement as well as their they're passionate fans they're standing the whole time singing songs I'm sure you uh, can attest to that when you went there you know making sure it's as loud as possible to, to make the other team feel uncomfortable um, all that kind of fun things and I know <clears throat> for us Portland versus Seattle is like the the biggest um rivalry in, in, in sports, I would say just based off of just the, the hatred um, and how they're, you know, they're in a different section, essentially in the stadium and, and the process of them, you know, leaving the stadium is different. And so it's just, it's exciting for those matches this year. It'll be cool for our last home match of the season, which is decision day will be against them. So um, I know it's going to be a, a fun kind of end of the year, just looking in the future here. Yeah, I remember when I went to the game, uh, the begin- before the game, everybody started to chant Skull. And I thought that was an amazing uh, part of that game. I thought, because I probably, I didn't really know that originally it came from Seattle, I think. And then it just traveled its way to Minnesota and all that stuff. And I think that's what I heard about. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm relatively still new with like the MLS um, side, but like I, I know there's been like a lot of a lot of growth in in the MLS in, in general. Um, and I mean, looking around, like there's you know you got San Diego coming in here next year to to join the MLS, and so it's it's pretty cool to to see how soccer is able to to grow. And then you know, Messi, I'm sure you've heard that name quite a bit. Um, yep. When it comes to the MLS too, so there's just so much, so much the MLS has to offer, and there's a really good opportunity for them to be able to to set the standard when it comes to soccer in the U.S. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about your own podcast, uh, Front Office You. Tell me more about your podcast and how did you develop your own podcast? Yeah, it comes down to the foundation. I mean, you you've had a podcast uh, longer than than we've had. Um, you've had a lot of obviously experience as well, and it's just trying to understand what you want out of the podcast as well as what you could see um, when it comes to people listening to it. And so myself and a couple other individuals, uh, Ryan or RK, who is uh, I know joined us on the podcast when we had you on um, as a guest, as well as Clayton. Um, Sydney, Ryan, uh, and Nathan, um, a lot of people now that we have on the, on there, but just came together of us networking a couple times, uh, each month here and there. And I had the idea of like, you know, what if we could have like a platform where we could actually talk about, you know, having guests on and giving kind of more of a platform of individuals who want to, you know, reach out to professionals, but are scared or, don't think that they're going to respond and, and kind of having a platform where, you know, we can put our image out there uh, as well as build our brand and individuals brands that have been on there. And it's been pretty exciting to see. Uh, we're almost at a hundred episodes. Um, we got, you know, the, the new reveal for our logo, um, which had to do with just a, a past guest who was on there. He's a very talented individual um, had him kind of bring those up. And so it, it just kind of started with just having that idea. And then you just have to have that motivation to keep going. Um, I will say consistency is probably the hardest thing for me. It's not that yes, we don't it have is. A, right. Right. Like we can talk about that. Right. Kenny, where it's like consistency is so it, it, people think it's easy. Right. But for anything you do, it, it's tough to follow up. It's tough to, to put in the following week. Like you think one episode a week is, Oh, that's, that's easy. Right. But you, know, mm-hmm. you put so much time in, right? Like you're putting in, posting it, you're editing it, all this other things behind the scenes that, you know, as not being a podcaster, you don't really understand. So um, I had to give, um, you know, my co-host, you know, Ryan, as well as Sydney, a ton of credit. They've been there since kind of the beginning of, of helping us um, overall and then kind of branching out to different areas like Women in Sports Wednesdays, um, having Sydney kind of take the, um, Frontline on that, she's done tremendous and is going to be a, a star in the sports industry to years to come. And and so it's kind of cool to be able to uh, have a platform, you know, kind of on LinkedIn as well as Instagram, but also you know tell your story in a way. We have you know once every every couple months we'll all get on if we can find time, just because we all work in the sports industry and be able to really you know say, hey, this is what we're doing right now. This is what we look forward to do. Um, but we're just, you know, we're excited to be able to give students an opportunity to reach out to these professionals, not be uh, nervous, um, especially when it comes to trying to get that, um, you know, first networking call out of the way. 
No, it's funny that you mentioned consistency because there's a saying in the podcasting world that people quit after the seventh episode, and I feel like that's wrong because uh, you're quitting something that could potentially be life-changing for you. And I've always been consistent for the last maybe four years because I put in the time and effort for my show. And you could do the same as your show as well because I think your podcast is actually really tremendous and it could actually help out a young sports professional where you could give them advice and, you know, tell them here, here's what you need to do to be in the sports industry. And that's why I really admire your podcast because um, it could be a good, valuable tool towards somebody that really want to break in into the sports industry. And I feel like more podcasts needs to be like that. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, props to you, Kenny, right off the bat, like consistency, the fact you've been doing it for, you know, four plus years and you're still going strong. And, um, I mean, it really shows like your dedication of being able to help others as well, having a platform to, to put your voice out there as well as like, you know, people stop. Right. And then they realize 10 years down the line or so where they're like, man, that could probably potentially help me if I kept going, like, you never know, there could be an opportunity where, you know, fingers crossed, right, Kenny, you get an opportunity to, to partner with someone or, or something around those lines. Um, like you look at YouTubers, they they started, some of them take five to 10 years just to get figured out, right? And then after that, mm-hmm. they're finally able to build that platform. And obviously the the goal for, for us, and I'm sure for you is, is not necessarily more on the revenue side, but if an opportunity like that came up, like it'd be really cool to be able to to have that platform. Um, but like you said, consistency for, for us, you know, we have a lot of subscribers here and there listening and such. And so when we don't put an episode out one week, it, it hits, hits me, but it's also, like you said, like you're by yourself, like talk, talk me through like how that works. I mean, the fact that you're doing it all by yourself versus myself with, you know, a team of five or six other individuals, like how's that process, you know, look compared to, you know, ours kind of, yeah, definitely. That's actually good advice. And honestly, I just follow the model, fake it until you make it. Uh, <laughs> I know it's kind of a weird old model to say, but I mean, I've been doing this for myself and I just got the mentality just to keep going, you know, because I feel like you can never know where this could potentially leave, lead, you know? exactly like you said right there right we were able to connect off you know we've never talked before but we're able to 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 have this conversation as well as have have had you on the podcast to be able to you know put your journey out there where you started like what you know what made you kind of go like you said fake it to them you make it like at the end of the day right you're you're not even faking it you're going all in and um that's what i want to see from our podcast as well i think there's off things that we can kind of take from your podcast in a way too, of you know that consistency as well as just that drive to be able to to put it out there and um get that exposure i think that for you it's so important when you're you're posting stuff like that it always catches my attention at the top of my my page so i mean i, I appreciate that and um you know ultimately for for us as as a whole we're trying to just get as many individuals as possible where it's a platform that you know, students can reach out to you, reach out to others to, to be able to have that conversation and figure out what does it take to, to start a podcast, right? Or what does it take to be Kenny um, in a say? So 
uh, we're just excited to be able to, to come together and, um, you know, sports brings people together. And finally, the last question is where can people find you and your podcast? Yeah, I'm i I'm a big LinkedIn guy. I will say like going back to the consistency part, I think there's times where I, I don't respond as much as possible. Um, just because of the, the seasons we're in as well as just, you know, things behind the scenes. Uh, so I highly recommend if you don't hear back from me, like send me an error message. I'm sure I'll, I'll respond after you send an error message here and there. Um, and then, you know, for the, the podcast and myself, like LinkedIn is the best way there. Uh, LinkedIn is front office. You, um, you know, search that up there, follow um, as well as then mine's just Victor Anderson. Um, pretty, pretty easy to find me on LinkedIn. Uh, not many Victor Andersons that work for the Sounders. Uh, as as well um, so yeah it's it's pretty straightforward but yeah we're just looking to be able to help others share their stories as well as you know have the opportunity to talk to professionals oh th- well victor that's all the questions i have today i want to thank you for being on the show and i just hope the sounders got you win the mls cup this year <laughs> <laughs> yes sir let's let's make it happen well, that's the end of this episode. I want to thank Victor Anderson for the time for this interview. You can check out this interview via audio on my website, kendesportsguy.com and all streaming platforms. You can also check out my social media pages on Instagram at KennySportsGuy1, TikTok at KennySportsPodcast, and Twitter at Kenny underscore sports. Until the next episode, see ya and be well. the Sports Guy Podcast.